Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Alrighty. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. My name is Michael Gaither, and this is podcast number eight. We're getting up there. Um, This is actually going to be first of sort of a a three-part series, I guess you'd call it. I just came back from the Strawberry Music Festival a few weeks ago. Uh, It's held every Memorial Day and Labor Day up near Yosemite in California. And if, if you've never been there, it's well, you can go to my site and look for a link for strawberrymusic.com. But basically, it's a four-day music festival with um, lots of music, lots of trees, no cell phone towers, no pagers, no television, and a lot of really cool people. That's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, essentially, it's a four-day music festival. It's very family-friendly. There's supervised kids' activities. Um, there's a radio that's broadcast throughout the campground, so you can hear everything going on at all times. Um, and it's just a real inspiring place to kind of hang out and decompress from the Bay Area for a few days. I've been going for, I think, about 12 years, and it's really the place that got me to start playing music. Um, my dear friend Kat always says, when we first met you, you wouldn't even get your guitar out of the case, and now we can't shut you up. I, I took it as a compliment. But uh, really, hanging out in Strawberry and camping with people that play um, got me used to playing with other people and comfortable singing around people, and... Um, if you go to the Strawberry Music page and kind of look around, you'll get an idea. Besides just a main stage in a big meadow with, with, with scheduled music, there's an amphitheater with workshops. There's um, you know a lot of people playing in camp. And, and you'll never hear a phone ring like we hear just now. Hang on a sec. All right. I was thinking, nobody's going to call. I won't bother unplugging the phone. So anyway, you, you never hear a phone ring at Strawberry. Uh, so besides the music and the scheduled music and the workshop and, and here in Yosemite, so there are, I guess there are worse places to hang out and look at scenery. Um, you literally can't, can't, can't pass a campsite without seeing a guitar or a banjo or a fiddle. I mean, it's just, you're immersed in music for four days. Uh, besides that, the event is really family-oriented. There's supervised kids' activities down by Birch Lake. Just lots of stuff to do for all age groups. And for old hippies like me, there's plenty of music and plenty of stuff to play and plenty of places to walk around late at night and play with other people. Um, So, like I said, this is going to be the first of a series of three podcasts. And if you want to find out more about what I'm talking about and what we're hearing about during this podcast, go to my webpage, michaelgaither.com. And there are show notes for this podcast that you can look to and refer to while you're listening to this, if you like. So one of the really cool things about Strawberry is... You know, you. I usually recognize about half the people that are scheduled to play as far as I've seen them before, I've heard them before, or I've heard of them. But one of the real joys of the whole festival is just finding people I've never heard of and discovering these new bands. I've come away discovering Paul Thorne and Stacey Earle and the Dead Reckoners and Karen, with Karen Kane and Kevin Welch. And they're always, my wife and I always go up there some year wondering, who's it going to be this time? Well, this year it was a band called, I hope you're sitting down, Gandalf Murphy and the Slambovian Circus of Dreams. Um, once you get the hang of that name, it doesn't really leave you. But um, they played a main stage set, and they're, I, I guess I would best describe them as an eclectic rock band. I mean, that's kind of simplifying it. 
I'm looking over their webpage and um, they call they've been called a whimsical blend of folk rock, hillbilly, and pop. And they're basically a or hillbilly Floyd folk pop, alt country roots rock, and surreal Americana. Basically, they're just a very, very eclectic rock band um, led by a guy named Jose Alongo, and they're from Philadelphia. They played the main stage on Friday afternoon, and it was one of those bands where I heard the name and I had to go see them, and they had some good buzz about them. And they played this, I mean, you could hear influences of The of the Who, and, uh, well, listen to the background while I'm talking, of The Who and King Crimson, and... Um, you know, there's some Beatles, and there's some obviously some country. There's some yodeling in one of their songs. It kind of went all over the map. So they're musically they're very adept, and the lyrics are kind of mystical. So it's a very really cool blend. So they they definitely have their roots in classic rock and 70s rock and 60s rock, but there's some really unique songwriting going on too. So after they were done. I um I went over to the the CD tent where they were selling and I talked to Josiah and I said I'd love to interview for my podcast sometime and he said, well I'm around all weekend. So after their main stage set, they rushed down and did a workshop. Still not knowing where they were going to sleep that night. If they had a cabin, a hotel, but after the workshop, Josiah was nice enough to hang out with me for about uh, I don't know 10 15 minutes. He even brought me a cup of coffee, talked about their band, where the name came from. Um, and why they were close-knit band, you'll find out in the interview. And um, we chatted on the steps of the amphitheater at Camp Mather at the Strawberry Music Festival. Steal your love and then slam your name He's terrified you're gonna stake your claim Yeah, he fears your soul But he's no longer in control He's no longer in control If you just move on, baby Jane So move on, baby Jane Move on, baby Jane Okay, I think we're all set. Cool, cool. So I'm here with... Josiah Longo from, let me get it, Gandalf Murphy and the Slambovian Circus of Dreams. That's correct. That's correct. Sir. You've had a long day, sir. <laughs> when did you When did you fly in? Well, we flew in late last night and then drove drove here in the morning. Uh, then did two shows in a row. I see. It seems. Yeah, because yeah, well, for the for the people on the podcast, uh, your band played the main stage about. Two ish, and then you rushed, and you still don't even know where you're staying tonight. Yeah, drove to the sure workshop, yet. did a workshop at 4:30, spent about an hour doing autographs, and now you're finally relaxing with a cup of coffee. Yeah, I hope they got some place for us to sleep tonight. <laughs> if, if not, not our camp's always open. Thank you, so Michael. Thank I'll you. give you a map. Okay. Um, let me ask you a, kind of an obvious. Probably the question you get a lot is, there is no Gandalf Murphy. No, no. And where did the name for the band come from? Well, it's kind of. I used to walk in the woods of Sleepy Hollow, New York. We lived there for when we were recording the first album, and uh, the name just came to me in the woods. We uh, uh, we've done other projects under other names, and uh, we just wanted to do something that was big and fun and a little mystical sounding, a little tongue in cheek, so we wouldn't take it too seriously, and something that probably no label would sign. Mm-hmm. So uh, that seemed like a pretty appropriate one when I got that idea, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it served us very well, that name, but it's just some whim. It's just a whim of a name. 
and, and it's it stuck. Yeah, probably components of things that I thought about uh-huh. or talked about for years, and yeah. it just came out in one big thing. I, I noticed too on the main stage the sign with your name barely. You, you almost needed two signs to hold the band name. Hey, you do. <laughs> yeah. They usually shorten it on marquees yeah. and such. Here's Gandalf and his band. So where is Slambovia? Well, in my mind, you know, Slambovia is kind of like Canaan or Utopia. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of that. People have asked that question in, in, uh, a number of times, but I think that's what it is in my mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's the kind of place where, uh, you know, the lines are blurred between mythology and reality, and I think we need to do that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, we get we get trapped into to, to objective reality a little bit too much, and we kind of dance to whatever song uh, we're told is the song we mm-hmm. should be dancing to. And I think the lines need to get blurred because uh, I think people create the world, you know, and, it, and we've, we've gotten this collective consciousness that cre- creates a, a not-so-cool world right now. Right. So right. so it's uh, it's kind of, that's that's what Slambovia is. It's it's my place to go where, uh, you know, all the mythological uh, people live, even like Pecos Bill and all mm-hmm. those people, you know, they're all in there. and American mythology. Yeah, a lot of American mythology. It taps a lot of that. Even, that, you know, like the album's called Flapjacks from the Sky. Yeah. It, it's very big and Floydian, uh, mm-hmm. that, that particular song, in, in its physical body. It's very trippy. But the, I think the lyrics are very kind of Americana uh, vibe oh, very much to so. it now. Yeah, so you said Flapjacks from the Sky is a little Pink Floydian. There's a lot of different influences. I mean, I heard some 70s rock during your main stage that you mentioned King Crimson. There's a Who-like song. Definitely there's some country influences. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of influence. I mean... When we made this band and we made that name, we kind of, uh, I think we uh, allowed ourselves to, uh, the space to be as non-linear mm-hmm. as we want to be. And, and, and rather than try to do something that's contemporary or not contemporary, you know, or in a certain genre, mm-hmm. we decided to find out where the, where the center of each one of us was mm-hmm. and, and then just do the stuff that we love. So the vocabulary is more concerned with stuff that we love rather than stuff that's a particular anything. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I, I, I think it gives the music a lot of power, extra power. There's probably a lot of freedom to do pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, there is, there is. Because yeah, I mean, you, you won't get, well, they're a folk band. No, they're a country band. The country yeah. audience won't like because, you know, if when as you, keep, as you keep coming out here like I hope you do and keep building a following on the West Coast. We want to, we want um, to. People, it's kind of like there's a band, we were ta- I was talking to Richard from Hog Ranch earlier, and there's a band tomorrow called Eddie from Ohio playing. Oh, yeah, those fellas are and great. And I remember them when they first came out here, and I knew them from a couple of years before, and they came out, and they're sort of like eclectic folk, pop, rock. You can't really pigeonhole it, but as they've grown a following, pe- people expect them to do anything. Yes. So as you build your fan base, you can do whatever you want because they expect yeah. it out of you. you know? Yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's a magic thing. You know, we came up with, with this band. We... We came up through the folk circuit and the folk festivals, which mm-hmm. was Tink's idea, you know. Yeah. But she just said it, it would afford us a lot of uh, freedom. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's a realm where people are listening to words. It's a very cause-oriented mm-hmm. kind of realm, you know. I mean, yeah. that's part of us that listened to, to early Dylan and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so it, it was an interesting phenomenon for us to go to a place where people were leaning in and listening. So it, it, you know, really allowed us to hone our like our verbal skills as well as the the band's able to paint just about anything with this yeah. group of musicians. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of unlimited. Your in guitar a way. player can do pretty much anything. Yeah, and the drummer. And then too. you have your wife Tink yeah. on cello Plays and accordion. Everything. Yeah, and yeah. theremin. <laughs> you know, the theremin too. Yeah, she, and she's actually a flautist. 
We didn't get to really? do a flute song, but she's that's her instrument is flute. Yeah. She can't play these other things. She says, you know. Yeah. But uh, so she plays. Yeah. So it's good. We get one super multi instrumentalist, Sharky, who's just. I mean, he's. I, that's your guitar player. Yeah, we've had. I mean, you know, we had, we've had people who work directly with Hendrix say he's one of the guitar players. Wow. So. And, so he's uh, a real catch. Yeah, he is. And how long have you been together as a, as a unit, you yeah. and Tink and Sharky? Well, me, me, Tink and Sharky, we've been together off and on in a lot of different incarnations. We were, we were in that band that I said had a lot of label. We had a band that had a lot of label interest. You were in danger of getting signed to a label. Yeah, we were in danger <laughs> of getting signed to a major, and it was at a time when people thought it was still a cool thing to happen. But right, right, I right. was pretty neurotic about it. And how long ago was that? That was uh, probably like. Uh, in the 90s yeah so it was long before internet websites were like this thing MySpace yeah and before the book Hitman came out you know and all that stuff but I mean and we you know we we had like management that you know like Bon Jovi's manager and Mm -hmm. stuff like that you know we we, we were that kind of band anyway that's the past Mm -hmm. blah 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 but uh, but this band I mean we really gained our freedom in this band we stopped playing for a couple years we made up this big stupid name. We started playing exactly from our hearts what we wanted to play, yeah. and and when when people feel it, when people are, you know, uh, aiming at us when we're playing and mm-hmm. having faith in what we're doing, it really when it comes down, it's scary for us. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, yeah, and besides being so musically competent, which is I mean that's under competent is an understatement, but the the lyrics are. I don't know, there's something very uplifting and very positive about what you're trying to convey yeah, in your songs. Yeah, glad you feel that. Yeah. yeah. And are you the chief songwriter, or is it yeah, kind of I'm, collaborative I'm the effort? word person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're we're a collaborative effort on the music. People play whatever they want. Yeah. But I write the stories pretty much. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. my tip of things, you know. Yeah. And this is a songwriting podcast. I want to actually ask you a couple of things. You you mentioned um, during the show that when you took that walk in the woods and thought of the band name. You pulled an index card out of your pocket. Do you always carry index cards around? Yeah, dude. That's 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 uh, like, you know, yeah, I'm always yeah. carrying a notepad. There's always a recorder in the car, so it's yeah. Index yeah. index cards, and then I use those those photo books with the with the clear sleeves in them. Oh, that's a good idea. And I could put my things in there. So that's my system. I hadn't thought about yeah. that one. Yeah, I just developed it this year. That you know, I'm developing systems this year. That's that's, that's my uh, system. Are they alphabetized or you just kind of? No, I just could stick them in and read them like a book. It's good. That's yeah. What if I borrow that idea? No, please do. Okay. That's what I was telling. Like, it really good. works great. Yeah. Uh, it's worked better than anything else I've found. Yeah, because what I end up with was, is a you know boxes of these notepads, and you, yeah. I rifle through them, but it's kind of hard. There's it's no very hard. there's no chronology to them. Yeah, the, these things somehow you know you can get them at a dollar store or something, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, it just it's working very well for me. And you can leave the unfinished things, and you're not afraid to write on them because it's not a permanent page in a book. Right. right. Pull them out when you do the rewrite. Slide the new one in. Toss the old one. That's a great. Isn't system. that cool? Yeah, I was happy to get that one. That uh, that's been working good for me. That's too. a good method. There's, a, there's this really trite question about, you know, what comes first, the music or the lyrics? And I always say the answer is yes. The music or the lyrics definitely come first. Every song's different. Yes. And you kept saying something about the ghost writing for you and occasionally songs dropping into your lap. Yeah. That's happened to me a half dozen times, but usually I end up really having to work at it and work at it and let it, let it kind of gel. It sounds like a lot of your songs just come to you. Is that true? Or? Yeah, a lot of them do, yeah. I mean, a lot of them for me. I mean, you know... What it is with me is, and, and a lot, you know, I'm a little nutty. I think I talk to the ghosts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but I have conversations, p- just pretty much about topical things that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm hurting about or puzzling over. And then I, you know, talk about what can be done in those situations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, in a poetic form, um, you know, issues are addressed, maybe to the person with that kind of issue or mm-hmm. whatever. And a lot of times, just because. 
I've been musing over it and got into a kind of nonlinear space, hit kind of zero. Then it starts flowing. So I don't know whether it's like tapping the universal mind or whatever it is, you know, or whether it's the ghost. I think we're all part of that stream of consciousness. Uh, I I sometimes say it's the ghost because sometimes I hear styles in there. Oh, okay. Now, whether the styles come from colors I've picked up and things I love and I'm filtering and kind of through that, away, yeah. or whether it's actually the person, or whether it's a combination because I'm thinking of that style that mm-hmm. the person comes around yeah. and, and hangs out and appreciates the appreciation and, mm-hmm. and uh, helps me. Say, okay, I'll give this guy this song yeah. because he's thinking like what I want to express. That's it, yeah. And I feel you, you make a artistic bond with those with those ghosts. And, 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 you know, I'm not much of a believer in heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe there's hellish realms when you, you could go to when you die if you're real selfish and alone. Mm-hmm. But, or, or, you know, more heavenly places. In other words, if you like to help a lot of people, you could be among a lot of people that you're trying to help, mm-hmm. you know. But I think there's all different realms in the spirit world uh, that people go to when we die. And I think the way that we... we I, this is all of my theories, you know. But I think the way that we grow on the earth plane and probably continue to grow on that side is trying to figure out what the hell we can do to help people progress on the earth plane while we're here while we're here you know while there's roots and there's soil to grow in you know what i mean so i think a lot of times the ghosts come and align themselves with you help you to solve a problem in your own life and and somehow i think a common growth happens with you and that spirit Uh that's just some stuff you know i think a lot of crazy things i got all kinds of theories about stuff but Anyway, even if it's just fictional, that's the kind of mythology that I live in, you know. Yeah, and it, but it but it works into your into your work. It does very much so. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a world world view of uh-huh. things and uh, and and an angle on things. I mean, I I, I think the whole band, uh, it's not just like Chen, my son who plays bass in the band. He says, uh, it's not just songs. It is a world. Uh-huh. And and uh, he he thinks that that's why a lot of people like it so much. Because we can kind of go to a world together, right? And there's a consistency to it. There's right. kind of laws in it, or something like that. Or there's a good friend of mine named Hawk who um, was an old teacher of mine. And when I started writing songs, he'd been a songwriter for a long time. He said that the thing, the joy of, of songwriting for him is, and it's probably anything with creating, is that you know a, a moment ago this thing didn't exist, and now it does. And yeah. you brought whatever, whether it was the ghosts or your subconscious. Or the work you've done in the past to develop those skills, you brought it forth. Yeah, yeah, you, you're so like whatever, the focal whatever, point or it's something. It's whatever tools and background experience you use to get it to externalize itself. Yeah, that's it. So for now, what's next for Gandalf Murphy and the Slambovian 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 Circus of Dreams? Yeah. Well, well, what's next for you guys? The, you know, we we've decided what we didn't want to saw, uh, sign. You know, we disappeared for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. when we came, and you wrote 300 songs, like you said. Yeah, we workshop. did in a short time. And now yeah. it's way up more, way than that. We can't. We're trying to keep. We're trying to create systems where we can record as fast as we're writing, because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of songs. There's at least I think it's ten or more albums of stuff that's ready to go wow. right now. We just so this year we're These building. Recorded or just? No, no. Well, they recorded rough. Yeah, you have recordings of me. Yeah, yeah, and they're done. I mean, these are done songs. And um, so we're trying to, this year we said, we know what organizations we don't want, so let's create one that we do want. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to create a system and find the tribe we can work with to make our own label, our own way of getting things done fast. And we're finding people. I mean, uh, uh, our Sam and Chris, Mm -hmm. we we played at a place called The Ark, which is a pretty famous club in Michigan, right? He's a Sam and from The Ark, and now he's been coming on the road doing every show with us. So you grabbed the Ark Sound he just, he just No, no, he showed up. Yeah. We In the first place he showed up was California. We didn't know he was coming. He called and said, uh, 
I'm, I'm coming to the show, and he showed up for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We don't pay him or nothing. He wow. just comes. So I think because we put the word out for the organization, to go, yeah. they're showing up. Yeah. So, uh, well, I hope that... Uh, I'm a little nutty. I'm sorry, Michael. No, I like it. So, Well, I'm looking forward to your next strawberry appearance. Me too, me too. And yeah, I've, I, I was, the reason I brought up Eddie from Ohio earlier is it reminds me of the first time they came here that, you know, we, we're spoiled being from Santa Cruz because <laughs> we, we just see all this great music. But we told people in camp and around, like, don't miss these guys. It's like the first time Paul Thorne came here or the first time Slade Cleves came here. We said, oh, cool. don't miss this guy. And, you know, you got the same kind of reaction that Eddie from Ohio did the first time. They did a main stage set and people went, wow. And then they they all they all ran to the workshop. So it's just so it took them a couple of years to come back, and I can see the same reaction happening. And then you got to play Santa Cruz. Yeah, we're, you know, I mean, I, you could see today there was a there was a real magic chemistry. Mm-hmm. I felt I really love this audience. I fell in love with them today. Yeah. I mean, uh, I really would like to play for them again. I hope they get us back. Uh, and we will come to Santa Cruz. Let us know where to play, and uh, we'll, we'll tell our see booking agent do. to jump on it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next. Thank time. you, Michael. Nice talking to you. I like the idea about ghosts, hoping you to write songs. That one kind of stuck with me. Sometimes you write a song and you really have no idea where it comes from. If, if I'm getting help from somebody, I'll take it and I appreciate it. Um, I've also taken his index card idea because I really do have piles and piles of notebooks. And whether you're a songwriter or a writer or just anybody who keeps track of things that you're, or ideas, notebooks are great. But the index card thing seems to be working for me. What I've been doing is actually taking the time to write down song titles because I tend to work off song titles and I'm sort of indexing those now so I'll see if that helps me out if you have a chance I mentioned this earlier but check out my website michaelgather.com it's m-i-c-h-a-e-l-g-a-i-t-h-e-r.com there's a section with notes for this podcast which includes links to the official website for Gandalf Murphy and the Slambovian Circus of Dreams a link to where you can buy their latest double CD flapjacks from the sky from cdbaby.com there's also a link to a section on their site called Radio Free Slambovia, and I really recommend you go to this, this page, Radio Free Slambovia, because it has full-length streaming cuts from all of their CDs, some live covers, and it really gives you an idea what the band's about. So definitely check out Radio Free Slambovia and pick up a CD while you're at it. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I have two more strawberry-related podcasts sort of lined up. Next, in a couple of weeks, I'll be posting... Some highlights from the Strawberry Breakfast Club, where I played a new song called Strawberry Girl, and I'm going to throw in a couple other songs from some buddies of mine in that same podcast. And one night I strolled around from camp to camp and recorded some of the jamming and sing-alongs, so I'm going to put together a collage of that. So keep it on my website, michaelgaither.com, or you can subscribe to this podcast by looking for my name or songs and stories up in iTunes. In the meantime, if you have any comments about this podcast, you can leave a comment on the podcast notes section of my website, or just send me an email, michael at michaelgaither.com.